Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome today. We were talking about should you leave the federal government? Should you leave for a better paying position on the private side? Does it make sense? And what are the biggest things that you have to know before you make any kind of decision in this realm? About this sort of topic, you have to understand the things that we're going to talk about today. Now, if you are new here, welcome. It is so good to have you. My name is Dallin Haas. I'm a financial planner serving you folks as federal employees, helping you guys get the most out of your retirement and to retire truly confident and truly comfortable. Now, in the description below, there's tons of resources for you if you're new, whether you know a free book about the TSP that I wrote just for you to get the most out of it and a bunch of other stuff. So definitely check that out. But without further ado, let's dive in. So I'm going to read a question that a listener or viewer submitted just like you, okay? And there's a link below again to submit questions, and you may be featured in a future episode. But let me read the question, and we'll go from there. He says, or she says, they say, Hello, I am considering leaving the federal government for two to three years for private, not-for-profit, for, for private, not-for-profit company. I am 51 years old and have 21 years and six months of federal service. I'm also capped salary-wise at GS-15 Step 8. I received a tentative job offer with a 20K increase with a 10K signing bonus. I plan to counter based on the expected 4.6% increase in January 2023 as that increase will reduce the salary difference. While the company has great benefits, including um, retirement accounts, fully covered basic life insurance, student loan repayment, tuition assistance, remote work, health benefits, the whole thing, FSAs, community benefits, etc. I'm wondering what else I'm missing that I can use in my counter offer. I am not touching my TSP. I'm leaving it where it is. I would appreciate any guidance you can offer. Okay, so this is a fantastic question. Long story short, this is the situation. This person, this guy, this gal is getting an offer where they'd get paid, paid, They'd get paid $20,000 more, have a $10,000 signing bonus. It sounds like the benefits are pretty good. What are they missing, right? Is there anything they're missing that should convince them to stay where they're at instead of going over to that new company? And that's, that is a fantastic question. Fantastic question. Here are the things to think about. Number one, number one, what happens to your pension, right? I know in this specific example, this person that submitted the question said, hey, what if they left the government for two to three years? Now, I don't know what this person's plans are for retirement in general. I'm not sure if their plans are to leave the government and then come come back. That would be a different situation. But regardless, the question remains, what's going to happen to your federal pension? If you're not eligible to retire when you leave the federal government, maybe you'll just get a deferred retirement later, which is has way fewer benefits attached to it than a full-blown retirement, retiring at normal retirement ages. And if you're not familiar with what your re- retirement ages are and how to be eligible for retirement, definitely, I got tons of other videos on that. Definitely go to my website at haasfederaladvisors.com. You could find all that good jazz there, okay? That's my first question. Are you eligible to retire from the federal government? Can you leave right now and get a pension right away? Or are you leaving that on the table? Or are you planning to come back, right? And regardless of if you come back or whatever, having fewer fewer years of service will decrease what your pension is going to be, right? It simply will. It simply will decrease what your pension is going to be. Now, again, sometimes it is totally worth it because we go to another company, they pay us way more, and you're able to put more away for retirement. But what I have seen sometimes is people go to a company where, yeah, they get paid way more and they feel really awesome about it. Like, wow, look, my salary is so much bigger. This is way better, right? Way better for my retirement. But they don't end up saving more into their 401k 
or four or three B. They don't. They don't end up doing that. And if they don't, well, they're probably not making up for what the government was putting into their pension, right? Because the government, of course, has a TSP match, right? When you put money into the TSP, they match it. They have that. They also put a good amount of money every year towards your pension, right? Your pension one day. So basically, what you want to do is think about okay. How much will my pension decrease by taking this job, right? Am I giving up my pension altogether? How much is it going to increase? When can I start it? How will it affect your pension? That is the biggest thing to understand when thinking about another job. Once you've known that, there's other factors, right? But that is one of the biggest things is when, how does it affect your overall plan to retire completely? Does it affect it? Does it improve it? Does it, does it decrease your chances of success, right? What does that look when it comes to your pension? Number two. And this is one of the most important elements to think about is health insurance, health insurance. And the reason I bring it up is like the gentleman said, or the lady said in the question, they say, look, the other company has fantastic health insurance. That's not an issue. And while you're working, it's 100% not an issue. However, what happens when you retire? Most companies, most companies do not offer the opportunity to keep your health insurance into retirement. That is why many, many people on the private side simply don't retire until they're 65 because they they have to wait until they're on Medicare. They don't have the funds to pay for their own full-blown insurance during that time. Some people do, right? But a lot of people just wait till age 65 to retire because they don't have health insurance. Now, as a federal employee, as you know, assuming you're eligible for a full-blown retirement, you can keep your FEHB into retirement as a federal employee, which is a massive benefit. You could keep it into retirement at generally the same cost, right? At the same cost while you're working, depending on the situation, most of the time, right? There's some exceptions, but most of the time, that's the case. So how does that work, right? Are you planning to come back? If you're planning to come back to the federal government after, hey, maybe that's not that big of a deal. But you have to understand, hey, if you leave the government, before you're fully eligible to retire, and then you go take this other job, and, say, and let's say you want to retire at 57 from this other job, well, you maybe not have health insurance for the next seven years until you're 65 and Medicare comes into play. So that is a massive, massive deal. Make sure your pension is squared away. You know what's going to happen to your pension, and you know what's going to happen to your health insurance, okay? Now, you may be thinking up to this point, like, oh man, Dallin really doesn't like it when people, people leave the federal government. And honestly, that's not the case. I've seen so many cases when people leave and they really are happier. They really, really enjoy it. But I've seen the, other, the opposite to be true as well, where you just really want to understand what you're getting into. What are the other factors? For example, what's the work-life balance at this new job? Is it better? Is it worse? Right? I know often because the federal government um, and the way it's set up for many federal employees, the work-life balance at another job is worse, is worse, right? Maybe they have less time off, those sort of factors, right? So those are the biggest things to think about. Now, certainly, if the increased pay makes up for all of that, right, makes up for all the other things that you might be giving up, hey, by all means, by all means, do what you want to do. If, if it maybe it's a, a job that better suits your personality, better suits your passions and what you want to do, by all means, I want you to be happy, right? First and foremost, you just want to make sure you understand the ramifications of your decisions, whether you stay or whether you go. You have to understand and take responsibility for what you're choosing. You have to say, no, look, the buck stops here. The buck stops here. I'm not going to just listen to Dallin online. I'm not just going to listen to the recruiter at this other company. I'm going to take responsibility, learn all the facts, and then make an educated decision for me. That is when you're going to get the best results regardless of where you work, right? For your retirement, that is the best way to approach it. So I hope that was helpful. Again, if you're new here, 
You can submit questions of your own below. There's a link to do that below in the YouTube description. And it is, again, great to have you. Thank you for investing in yourself and spending some time here with me today. Have an incredible rest of your day. I'll see you guys next time.